This is the Moshpit Backstage Podcast for punk, metal and rock interviews and segments. Time to throw a few elbows, I think. Are you getting into the mosh pit again? Um. Hey guys, this is Spencer from Grimbury. This is Dora Wolfgang from Frankenstein. This is Jack from the Acacia Strain. This is Andrew from Comeback Kid. You're in the mosh pit. Mosh pit. The mosh pit. The mosh pit. On sin. Welcome to the Mosh Pit on Sin. We're going to get started. Here is some new Steel Panther. Here you go. Enjoy it. Bye. Hello. Welcome back to the Mosh Pit on Sin. That was Flag of the Beast by Muir off their forthcoming album, Look at Yourself. That is due out March 3, which is in a week and a bit from now. For that, a new one from the glam rock slash comedy band, you could say (laughs) Steel Steel Panther Panther. with Poontang Boomerang. You are on the Mosh Pit on Sin. This is we still haven't thought of a name for the show yet. It's it's the eight PM slot. Yeah. But um yeah, we'll think of a name for it soon. But I am joined by Alan. Hello, how are you? And the man himself, Mr. Cash. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. The same doesn't count. It's it, my name is not Johnny either, but it is Cash. <laughs> like Yeah, what's up guys? He is the Cash. Don't you know? And, um, well, today, well, with this first little segment, we're going to do something non-metal related. Since the bloke sitting across from both Alan and I is named Cash, we we were, I was having a discussion with her when I when I got here sort of an hour ago to get ready for the show. How many pickup lines could you come up with your name? I could come up with quite a few, and I'd still say it's pretty metal related because I'm a pretty metal guy, but, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, all hey, right. Hey, baby, I could increase you. your cash flow. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm, <laughs> here to, I'm here to at least 10, guys. Um, so, oh, let's see. Uh, what do we got? I don't know. What, what, what one else did you come up with? Cause um, I'm, I'm Dean a- came up with a few. I was just sitting back and laughing, so I'll let Dean yeah, take the floor. Just, hey, baby, I bet you need some more cash in your life. You can pick me out of your wallet anytime you feel like it. I should put that on my Tinder. You should put that on your Tinder. <laughs> yeah, 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 I should put that on my Tinder. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's no, no luck, no luck for me on there. No, nah. no, no, no love for the fat guys on Tinder. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, putting my Tinder uh, don't out of. Don't be like yeah, that. Yeah, don't be like that. I'm putting my Tinder out of commission. So uh, you know why Tinder doesn't work? He's putting he's putting his Tinder out of commission because yeah. it's just full of cash. Yeah, so uh, you or know, at least that girl was. Yeah. <laughs> so like, if you want to hit me up and you don't see my Tinder, you can just catch me outside. How about that? Oh no, that right. didn't work so, as well the first time. Yeah. It's like when you hear like the crickets. Yeah, yeah. no. Look, like I said, <laughs> that was bludgeoned by Death Clock, and uh, before that we had the Airborne interview, and we played Breaking Out of Hell by Airborne, and... Um, that name sort of reminds me of Bat Out of Hell by Meatloaf. It's just, instead of Bat Out of Hell, it's Breaking yeah. Out of Hell. Yeah. Anyway, we got, a, we, got, we got a response to the question. Thank yeah. you so Holy much, crap. Danny Cool Kid. Oh, Mr. my cool God. Kid. Thank you for listening. Hey, Danny Cool Kid came up with a pun for Cash's name. Yo. 
who said, Hey girl, my name is Cash, but you can call me Smash because of my debilitating anger management issues. I feel like that's like a... Um, Cash like is a... going to be reeling those girls in with that line. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> and he's got a bite. Okay, <laughs> uh, Urban Dictionary, random yeah, word. This we is, are going is... to be playing a fun game. Okay. What are you doing with my blue tech, Ellen? I was reading how it says holds down calculators. Yeah, well... And it also cleans fluff from fabric. Well, I mean, you saw how I made a lollipop stand. I yeah. made a lollipop stand earlier in the studio, and it was uh, <laughs> it was actually pretty great. It uh, held my lollipop, and at one point, I you stuck it... You know what? I actually don't want to... Uh, this might sound mean, but I don't want to encourage you to be an inventor because no one's going to need a lollipop stand. Who places their lollipop down upright and just leaves it there for <laughs> forever, for however long and then picks it up again? You know, that's just, it doesn't happen. Well, you know what? The cool thing about that was you could stick it to my finger or like you could stick it anywhere. And it would just but the, it. people don't do that. That's not the point of the lollipop. Okay. I'm trying to be innovative. That random crap aside, what does the term Li-Fi mean? Li-Fi. Li-Fi. It's when you lie over, like, you, you're constantly lying on the internet, but, like, through Wi-Fi. Sort of similar to that, Ellen. Mm. Life fiction. Oh. No. It's like when you when you lie about your internet connection and you, you, you think, like, like you, you've got amazing <laughs> speeds, but you really just don't. You're, you're thinking Wi-Fi and I'm thinking sci-fi. Yeah. Wait, is it L-I-E okay. or just L-I? Since we're running short on time, we'll cut Lofo. to the chase. When you see a free Wi-Fi connection, join the network, but it makes you sign up for some bullshit and tries to charge you. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah, it's this place has free Wi-Fi. Never mind, it's just Wi-Fi pretending to be free. Anyway, that was another poor joke. Um, so we've got stuff from Job for a Cowboy and The Drip up next. So more extreme metal here for you on the Mosh Pit on scene. You're listening to the Mosh Pit on Sin, the Punk Hour edition from 9pm. And the songs that we just had there, we started off with Salophane by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. And I'm including them because their new album is coming out very shortly. I love that song title. And yeah, just a fun fact, I actually saw them before that. um, I saw them perform that song live at Gizfest back in November. And (laughs) it was my favourite song out of the entire set. And then we had Naked Raygun with Treason, which, another fun fact, Naked Raygun are actually included in the Foo Fighters Sonic Highways documentary on the Chicago edition, which is where I heard of them. And then we had Mystery Weekend, Nostalgia is for the Birds from Canada. And now we are going to be talking about what do we think of one of our songs at the very end is by At The Drive-In, and it's called Incurably Innocent. And the band At The Drive-In is going to be releasing their first album in 17 years. So that is quite a long time in between albums, right? So I was just wondering, what do we think of this? Wait, wait, wait. So they're releasing their next album 17 years from now? No, they're the releasing it. Yeah, it's the first one in, in 17, 17 Okay, years. okay, sorry. I misinterpreted that so badly, but like... Ah, 17 years since the album. That sounds pretty good. Like, I don't know, it'd be exciting to see. Like, I think it'd be really fun to kind of compare the sound from, like, back then to now and see whether they've just complete. I mean, they probably changed a lot, but I don't know. It'd be pretty exciting. I don't... 
Yeah. I, what, do you, what do you think, Ellen? Well, I guess it's not that weird because it seems to happen a lot more than you would think. Like, there was a band that I heard of last year called American Foot Foot ugh, American Football, and they released their first album in 17 years as well. And I think they were supporting... Actually, no. <laughs> Never mind that. But um, Pink Floyd actually um, released their first album in 20 years when they brought out the Endless River in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. That was their first album since the Division Bell in 1994. Oh, wow. So I guess it's not as uncommon as you may think. Yeah. No, but still, it'd be really cool to hear what kind of sound they come up with after well, 17 years. Yeah. Because, like, is it 17 years of just, like, added music that they've just kind of compiled over the years and then they're just like, all right, let's do this and they're just, like, mastering it over, like, the 17 years? Or is it, like, they've just come back together and, like, recorded a bunch of shit after yeah. 17 years? Like, I don't know. I think it'd be more exciting if they were just, like, slowly, like, just co- collaborating and, like, collecting all this stuff over 17 years and then they're just, like, they weren't ready until now and then, that like, this would be, like, their giant, like, compilation of 17 years of sound. That is pretty cool. I don't know. That's my excitement. Like, I don't know if that's the case, but I'm kind of hoping well, it is. Well, that's sort of what Pink Floyd did with their album. It wasn't... I'm pretty sure it was not new stuff. It was just old stuff that hadn't been released. Oh. Because a lot of the members of Pink Floyd aren't around anymore. That is true. So they couldn't really come together and create an album. But... um. Oh, I was thinking of something, but I forgot what I was going to say. No, I <laughs> must remember. Anyway, coming up, we have No Lives Matter by Body Count. Now, this music video to this song has a blurb at the beginning. It's about 40 seconds of Ice-T talking about sort of black right sort of stuff. He's talking about how sort of he feels that people don't really care about a lot of black issues. And this song was sent to me, requested by Stefan, who was the executive producer of Mosh Pit last year. So I really wanted to include it. It is from Animal Boy and it's rap metal. And then we're going to be hearing from Rat Cage, which Jacob, one of our contributors who's been a part of the show, wanted to Love you, Jacob. Hear. Yep, we actually do. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to end it off with Misfits, Die, Die, My Darling. You're listening to The Mosh Pit on Sin. Here we go. All right, so the songs that we just had there was from the top we had Body Count with No Lives Matter, Pressure Pot by Rat Cage, and Die Die My Darling by The Misfits, which I actually found out today is a single released after Glenn Danzig left the band in 1984. And they are, of course, horror punk. They are fantastic. If you enjoyed The Misfits, go and check out all the rest of their stuff because I cannot recommend them enough. Now, I cannot. You see how fast I'm talking? She's so excited. I'm so excited. (laughs) So excited. (laughs) And I just can't hide it. Anyway. Nice, Ellen. Guns and Roses. Now, we talked about them last week. I'm wearing my... And the week before as well. Yeah, and the week before. We just can't get enough of those guns. (laughs) I'm wearing my guns and... I'm the one getting all the roses here. (laughs) Yes, you're wearing your Guns and Roses top, Ellen. Yeah, I'm wearing a Guns and Roses shirt that I got at the concert. So it's a tour shirt. I read some exciting news today that Guns N' Roses, they just finished off their tour in Perth yes, and they, they a lot of the members tweeted, until next time and until we see you again. 
mm-hmm. hinting that they're going to be back for another tour, right? Which is exciting. It is so exciting. I mean, I just can't express. Me and my mum the other night, we were just binging on Guns N' Roses videos. And even my mum, who I dragged along to the concert, and she... At one point, she didn't even want to go. She was going to give up her ticket. But she... Why? She enjoyed it so much that she was considering seeing them again. Oh, really? That's what Guns N' Roses does to people that just... Really? Yeah. i got to check them out live next time. Yeah. You should have gone. I mean, I was there. My mum was there. Stefan was there. Yeah. (laughs) Could have had a good old mosh pit going. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Seriously. Um... I'm I'm terrible with these puns. Yes, and I do it on but every anyway, other show. that is the exciting news for Guns oh, N' Roses actually, fans. They I'm... may be back. Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. This is Carrying Colts. I'm your host, Ben. And really good stuff on today's shows. Uh, We're going to be talking about a bunch of things, mainly Nazis, because that's stuff that's happened, and it'll become clear why we're talking about that. Also going to be playing some great tracks by Sunboy, Crystal Viper, Edenbridge, and Versailles, and a really good interview that I did, uh, uh, when was it? I think it was Monday, with... Rob Brands from Hadelmore, really great band, and really good latest album, Om, which I'll be playing a track from. Um, but yeah, the first track that I'm going to be playing is uh, by a band called White Death, and even though we're going to be talking about Nazis, fortunately they aren't Nazis, even though the title might in- imply that, and that might kind of show where we're going to lead into. But uh, this track's called Immortal Hunter of the Moon. You listen to Sin 90.7, this is Carrion and Cult in the Mosh Pit. Soon, 90.7, this is Carrying Cult in the Mosh Pit. That track you were just listening to is The New Angle by Sunvoid from the album Through the Dazzling Illusion. Before that, we heard Immortal Hunter of the Moon by the band White Death from the album White Death. Now, this show is going to be a lot about Nazis, plus a Hadelmore interview. Sorry about that, Hadelmore. Um, but that's just what's happened. So, why am I going to be talking about Nazis? Two things. One, um, I'm going to be talking about the cancellation of a Marduk show in the United States in the third segment of this hour. And obviously the accusations of neo-Nazism, which are untrue, is relevant to Nazis. I'll talk a bit bit about that later. That's kind of the converse situation to what I'm going to be talking about in this few minutes. So I naturally I research White Death... You know, briefly looking over um, any lyrics I could find of theirs, as well as uh, just checking that no one said, hey, these, these bands are white supremacists or white nationalists because they've got a, a band name like White Death. So that all checked out, all good. They just say, you know, they just talk about Satan, usual black metal stuff, fine. But in doing that, I came across um, 
a link to a website, Stormfront, which is an actual white nationalist website. Fairly disgusting group of people, and I was, you know, I was just interested in the fact that one of their forum topics came up, uh, looking for pro-white death metal bands. Now, why you really care that much that your views are reinforced back at you in all forms of media that you consume, even music, very odd to me, but, you know, it's a very weird derangement that I'm not necessarily going to be able to understand. Discussion was interesting for two other reasons. The fact that they're disappointed when they find out, oh, that band's not actually racist, they just talk about heritage. And they're like, oh, it's very, it's almost dismissive the way they talk about that. Oh, they're just interested in their heritage. They're not actually racist like us. That's insane. Like, the, the fact that they can't really understand, you know, that, that's not a bad thing. But also, what was kind of very, a little bit disturbing at all this was they recognise how much they're hated and the fact that they have to keep their views secret. And that's very disturbing because if you can recognise a racist because they're going to be racist, that's that's very easy. Then you know what people you should associate with because they're nice and you know kind people and not terrible people. That's fine. But the fact that there could be people out there who have views incredibly abhorrent, some of the most abhorrent kind of views that you can have, and you don't know it, and you will never know it unless they slip up. That that is a kind of a bit worrying to me. But there, there's the facts. There are people out there who are looking for Nazism, white nationalism in metal, who are interested in that because they're Nazis or white nationalists themselves, and they unfortunately came up with a list. Not very well-known bands, fortunately, um, but you know there are bands out there nonetheless. Um, unfortunately. You know, there's may not be as many in death metal, but there are quite a few black metal ones, and it's rather disturbing. Um, I'm going to go to the next track now, but keep that in mind. There is an issue in in metal, in culture of racism, white nationalism. Then we tr- we're going to we're going to have the Hadelmore interview next segment, and then we're going to transfer to a different thing. What is because I, I I it's it's very, it's this Trump era. I keep coming back to this. The people with abhorrent views who would who would implement policy, Trump's implementing policy, if they have the opportunity, what is our response to that? And in this kind of forum, it's generally what is our response to people with abhorrent views in music. And we'll come back to that later. And it's, you know, it, it, it kind of increases the broadness of the discussion. But, yeah. Uh, this next track I'm going to play for you is The Witch is Back by Crystal Viper. You listen to Sin 90.7. This is... Carrying and Cult in the Mosh Pit. Sin 90.7, this is Karen and Cult, and that track you were just listening to was The Storm of Impious Wrath by Cemetery Winds from the album Unholy Ascensions. The track before that was From Heaven Wept by Sunlight's Bane from the album The Blackest Volume, and the first track, False King from Hayden Moore's great new album, Olm. And obviously you can catch that full interview on our YouTube page, and also, I think it'll also be posted on our Facebook page, and our podcast, I think it's Mosh Pit Backstage. Now, my thoughts might be a little muddled here, because there's a lot kind of going on in this story, and I want to kind of break it down a bit. So let's set it up. Marduk are a Swedish black metal band, and here's the facts. They have written many songs about Nazis, 
they've also written many songs about religion. And those two topics, you know, Nazis sort of extending out to war more broadly, and religion are incredibly popular topics in heavy metal. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that later, whether that's an issue in itself. But let's, let's just take that as a given. And the fact is that no one has made a compelling case that they are neo-Nazis at all. At all. There's no evidence for it. Um, yeah, there's, abs- <laughs> there's absolutely nothing. So they've sung about Nazis, but I th- take it as given that they're not neo-Nazis. There's no evidence for that. Unfortunately, a concert of theirs in Oakland in the United States was cancelled due to security concerns. Now... It's interesting because you have statements from the uh, the uh, the venue, the Metro Opera House, saying um, in the last week we've read an interview uh, uh, about Ma- uh, w- sorry. In the last week, we have read interview after interview with Marduk expanding over the last twenty years and found no statements indicating the band are white supremacists, nationalists, or anti-immigrant. That being said, we don't want to subject our security staff, venue staff, or the public to violence. Our staff is almost exclusively POC, people of colour, and or LGBTQ, and have all expressed a desire to work. But as we're getting threats, we just can't risk it. So, in the interest and safety, and because of the Oakland Police Department would have been insisted anyway, we have cancelled the Marduk performance. And there's a statement from an email found from um, the Oakland Police Department to the uh, venue. Um, they've cancelled the vest, the event because there are people, there are groups that believe Marduk profits off glorifying Nazi imagery and songs about Nazi SS soldier and anti-Semitism. Based on the riots that occurred in Berkeley in regards to Milo Yiannopoulos speaking to the at the university, it is reasonable to believe that there would be a threat to the public safety. These groups showed up to protest Marduk. Um, and another thing which is a little bit irrelevant. So. What's the situation? The situation is a group which is touring all over the United States without issue has had this one concert cancelled because there are threats, whether they're credible or not, but there are circumstances like um, the protests in Berkeley, which were relatively violent, fires were set, that lead the police department to believe that it might be an issue if Marduk plays at this particular place. Just one place throughout the... uh, One place, and they've played successfully at all these other places in the country. So... I, I, I don't care about whether the police department were right or not. If that's their issue and they, they have, you know, reasons or maybe they're good, not good enough reasons, whatever. But it is clear from all this that they believed that there was a threat. And that's bad. That's bad for free speech. Because I think that there's two, there's two, there's two aspects to this. You, you want people to be able to speak and you want people to be able to counter-speak. And what's happening here is that people are trying to counter-speak, trying to, um, you know, condemn and all those sorts of things and protest. And I'm all in favour of protest. But the problem with this is that there's violence involved. And I'm, I'm one of those kind of people who think that uh, recently a, a, a neo-Nazi was punched in the face, Richard Spencer. And I'm the kind of person who thinks, you know... It's hard to feel bad for a neo-Nazi being punched in the face. But that's wrong. Violence doesn't do anything. Violence causes more violence. Violence uh, is, is cyclical because then you encourage the opposition to be violent. Then you've got violence become normalised. All those sorts of things. And then it's not about speech. It is about violence. It is about their violence and your violence. And if you're trying to say, hey, we're trying to create a good society... 
because we don't know what neo-Nazis are parading around, then being violent isn't the way to do it. It's incredibly counterproductive. And the 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 group that I think's it's widely reported to be made uh, responsible for this um, is anti-fi, anti-fascist, and they've got a history of this. And I sympathise greatly with their opposition to ant- uh, fascism. Fascism is vile, especially in its Nazi or neo-Nazi form. But there, is, th- this is not something that it's be all, end all, and you must crush. You can't. You cannot take. All, all action to stop something like this. Because all action is problematic because it means you're willing to justify anything in the opposition to what is essentially just speech. So what, what Marduk was he- doing here, regardless of whether they're sincerely Nazis or sincerely just artists who happen to talk about Nazis, they were just playing songs. There was nothing else happening here. And that's fundamental. So I... I People need, especially in this age of Trump, where people are very much about resistance. I'm very much for this, and I think you should gum up the works in any way you can with, with it being non-violent. For example, you're, if you're protesting something like the um, Keystone Pipeline and you want to stand in the way of construction, that's fine. It's not a form of violence. You want to protest en masse in a city against the immigration orders. That's fine. That's not a form of violence. But, but when it becomes violent, you damage society in exactly, not exactly, but in a way which you are ostensibly against. So I think, I think that's quite clear. I, I just cannot believe that people who are on the side of these things are wrong for society would actually engage in violence or threats of violence. It's insane and it's ridiculous. And I think people really need to actually think about what they're doing because they, it, it's good to be against bad things. And Nazism, neo-Nazis are bad thing. And I'm going way over time here. I'm probably going to talk for 10 minutes in this segment. I don't care. But it's bad. You know, Nazism bad. But, but, what was so, the, the, if you're going to do everything to stop them, there is, there is no limits. And you become the evil. You become the evil. And it turns people off. It turns people off, and it means people aren't engaged in attempting to protest Nazism, neo-Nazism. It means that the the converse thing: people are turned on, people are switched on, and want to be violent and destroy property, hurt people in attempting to pursue a cause which they think is noble, and create their own cause which is ignoble. So I cannot emphasize that enough. I think I've, I think I've repeated myself. But violence is wrong. It cannot be justified in opposition to mere speech. Violence can be justified in certain circumstances, like obviously, um, you know, there's self-defense. Of course, but that was not what was happening here. And it cannot be justified. If you try to justify yourself, you are justifying doing the wrong thing. You are justifying being a parasite, being damaging to society. And that, that's, I think, fundamental of this conversation here. That's what's missing. The, the idea that, hey, uh, uh, is, that, is the action we're taking? It's not self-reflective enough. And I think people lack a great deal of self-reflection in these times. It's heated times. You know, I'm, I find myself going nuts every day at what's happening in the United States and a little bit of what's happening in other places. But... You know, you, the, the, this kind of insanity cannot spread. You need to be the bastion 
of a liberal, um, sane society. So you can protest, scum up the works, and then form a better society when the administration is hopefully uh, uh, ends at a single term. Now, nine minutes in, let's get to my second point. So violence is wrong. <laughs> I think I've hopefully established that. But here's the second point of this. You, you, their fundamental premise was wrong as well, that they should protest uh, neo-Nazis, even if you remove the violence of it. Marduk, from all appearances, and I, I can't find anything, are not neo-Nazis and don't support that. What they do do is betray uh, Nazis... Uh, war, anti-religion in their artwork, and if you want to have a, if you want to protest that, that's fine. That's your right. But if you want people to accept that idea that Marduk should be banished, should not be able to allowed to play anywhere, like I think mo- uh, I would support for a Nazi, an actual Nazi group, an actual Nazi group who was singing about you know the kind of things you'd imagine Nazis are singing about. I would generally support. Um, mass protests against them and uh, I would encourage venues to not allow them to play because I don't think people should support that kind of message and you are doing that in allowing bands to play free speech is not unlimited you do not have a right to every platform so let's take that but if you want to say that it's not as bad as being actual Nazis but in the kind of way that Marduk portrays Nazism, not sympathetically, but just portraying it in their artwork. If you want to say that's bad and should be protested and should be banished in some sense, they they wanted to cancel this event. If you want people to go along with that, you first need to have the conversation with society, with the society, with your peers, <coughs> and to be able to justify that. Because society is not there with you. That is not a generally accepted idea, that people simply expressing um, ideas, um, actually not even ideas, simply writing about concepts that they, writing about concepts unsympathetically, that they should be uh, in some way protested. That is not a generally accepted idea, and you you need to get there. You You can't just expect everyone to tag along. Yeah, I'm very worried about that fact because, um, so for for me, for example, I I'm writing I'm writing some music about a lot of lot of murder, something very it's very anti-religious, and I I definitely think people are offended by that, but in not being violent, not supporting ideas which I think are generally damaging to society in that work, should I be protested? Let's say if I was famous, which I'm definitely not here. Should I be protested? Should I, in some way, be rejected by society? You you are not there yet. People do not accept that idea, and I don't think people should. But if you want people to get there, you need to first make that case. You cannot come out here and just simply start protesting because they present concepts. Because they talk about things that are bad. People talk a lot about things that are bad, and people, it's not always a moral message. It's not always a simple condemnation of an idea. Sometimes it's a presentation of an idea in a story, in some other kind of work. And the fact that they present that idea is not justification for you attempting to 
in some way restrict their free speech. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about that, and that they're doing that is harmful society, and it that uh, presenting those mere concepts is problematic in itself. I don't agree, but you need to get there first, and you're not there. You're not there at all. You need to argue against that first. You cannot simply say, they do this, that's bad. They do that, but not everyone agrees that's bad. And you need a actual consensus among, I think, a, a significant number of people that that is inherently a bad thing. So, yeah, that, that's my roundabout. I think it's incredibly important because... I'm going to keep going, I'm going to keep going. It's incredibly important in this time because... We should be protesting. We should be speaking out in these times. But when there is so much to protest that is legitimate, that I think we can reach a real consensus among people who support ostensibly a liberal democracy, you know, these kind of values, why are we wasting our time on a metal band who doesn't support these ideas in an ideological sense and who is allowed to, you know, without incident play everywhere else. And there is no evidence that there's any issue with these people. Why would you bother when there is people attempting in the in the US government to implement policies which are uh, discriminatory based on religion, who just today, like I'm serious, just today rolled back protection for transgender students in uh, federal schools? Or I think I think it's government's. I I don't know technicality, but they roll back protections for transgender students who want it to be uh, want to roll back federal protections for uh, more generally for LGBTQ uh, communities and want it to be states' issues, which is great for people in a bunch of states, particularly on the coast, but for people who live in areas where their government is. Uh, critical of homosexuality because of generally religious beliefs, they have that's a problem for them because then maybe if they roll back to a certain extent, they can be fired from their job simply for being gay. Simply for being gay, they can be fired. In an age where the EPA head, the Environmental Protection head, and I'm bringing this back to United States politics, of course I am, when the EPA head is someone who is famous for being... Uh, challenging the EPA on numerous occasions, who made a speech saying that he thinks the purpose of the EPA is to find a balance between uh, business and the environment, where there can be no balance. The balance is we protect the environment and business deals with that. All all these things where the uh, Attorney General, Jeff Sessions, has being uh, criticised by numerous uh, people, numerous organisations, for the fact that he's generally against protecting voter rights for minority communities. You know, what, 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 it's insane to me. Why are you protesting Marduk in, for one concert, one place, when all this stuff is happening? Why? Why? It's, it, it's nuts. You, uh, it's 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 counterintuitive. You're pissing off people, and you're making people think that you're just protesting for the sake of protesting. That you're reactionary. That you don't think about things, and that people who are generally associated with the left, with protesting people for making uh, having offensive opinions and trying to implement them in some respects, you know, like, uh, 
uh, state governments, the federal government, all those kinds of things, you're, you're harming the cause of liberal democracy, of a certain set of values which I happen to believe in. So, that's where we stand. I, I think I tend to tell this a little bit more political than it essentially was. But that's the fact. And you can either assist progress, protest for things which matter, like, seriously, protest for things which matter, and so much matters in this goddamn time, so much matters in America, you know, so much could be taken away, and it'll take so long to get back, and you're wasting your time on this, it's a waste, it really is a waste, so... Anyway, that's my 17 and a half minute spiel. And I don't know, I feel like I've probably rode this horse a bit too much in the past few weeks. But I mean, I've got a platform and I'm, I'm pretty obsessed about United States politics and this whole debacle. So, anyway. The next track I'm going to play is The Die Is Not Cast by Edenbridge. You listen to Sin 90.7, uh, Carrying Cult in the Mosh Pit. You can check out our Facebook page on Mosh Pit on Sin. Uh, just search, just basically search for Mosh Pit Sin on various stuff like Instagram, YouTube, um, where you can check out the entire, I think it's about 18 minute interview with Hadel Moore. Really interesting stuff. I, I think, um, you know, not, not every interview is illuminating. I think they're all relatively good, but not every interview is fascinating. But yeah, there was some really interesting stuff that I think um, myself and Rob talked about. So definitely check that out. And you can also um, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that junk. And, of course, my personal Twitter handle, at the Metal Hipster. Um, next week, what have we got? What have we got? Let's go to my list of songs. Ooh, um, so we're going to maybe be playing Born of Osiris. I, that might be taken up by the guys at the front, given it's a bit more metalcore-y. Or the... Uh, uh, the the or, or the middle show, given that it's you know it's vaguely related to hardcore, maybe we'll see. Um, some XDO, some Immolation, Persephone, Six Feet Under. Definitely going to be talking about Chris Barnes' vocal style for once. Not going to be talking about everything political, which I love, but I think it's a bit tiresome. Um, also, uh, Suicide Silence. Maybe if no one else gets that, uh, Zelanada. Very much looking forward to playing that because Zelanada is an amazing band with some really interesting, really interesting way they do stuff. So yeah, definitely looking forward to playing that. Also, um, ba, 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 really good. Violet Cold, amazing band from Azerbaijan. Really, really incredible. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, so I hope you tune in next week. Um, the last track I'm going to play for you is by an Aussie band, Technical Death Metal, um, produced by... Um, oh, I'm blanking, but um, Troy Troy McCaster uh, produced a lot of, a lot of stuff out there for, uh, for some Aussie look Melbourne bands basically. Really, really, um, I think he's <laughs> you're gonna look back in ten years, twenty years, however long it is, and you're gonna see a lot of Troy McCaster names on a lot of metal stuff. And I I, I don't know whether that, that's meaningful enough, but. It's, I think it's not, notable regardless. The track is Void of Water, the band is Yugen, and the EP is Stillness Disturbed. I'll catch you next week. Sin 90.7, this is Carrion Cult in the Mosh Pit. Thanks for listening to the Mosh Pit Backstage Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Omni. 
find out more about the show, go to www.syn.org.au slash moshpit. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash moshpitonsin and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at moshpitsin. The regular Moshpit radio show broadcasts punk, rock and metal tunes and interviews every Thursday nights on Sin 9.7 on FM and digital radios. Listeners outside of Melbourne, Australia can stream Sin 9.7 online at www.syn.org.au. Thanks to Vintage Ruin for the music. Hi, this is Samantha from Flashdown Apocalypse. Hi, I'm Enid from Girls Go. I am Phoebe Pinnock from Heaven the Axe. Hey, this is Gary Oldman of the Hey, this is Kat Sproul from Horizon's Edge, and you're listening to The Moth Pit on Sin FM. Hi, this is Aina from Leopard. Hi, I'm Virginia Lilly from the band Lilly. This is Raoul from 1349. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ali from Eberhead. Hey everybody, this is Charlie Benante with Anthrax, and you are listening to the Mosh Pit on Sims.